Good morning. I greet you all this morning in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as we come together on this second Sunday of Lent as we walk with Jesus to the cross of our salvation. Just a couple of announcements to make today. We are continuing to support Northside families. They have given me an updated list of the, some of the things they're looking for. It's actually on the screen right now. There's a few copies on the bullet back bulletins on the back of the church, and I will put them in our email that will go out later today for our newsletter. So that will come out. Also, our congregational meeting is two weeks from today. Our annual reports are ready. I just don't have them with me. <laughs> so again, they'll be emailed out later today. But if you need a printed copy, we'll have a few copies here next Sunday for our annual report. As we prepare for our annual meeting on the 19th, there is a light lunch afterwards. So bring uh, sandwiches or sweets to, to share. Tea and coffee will be provided. And we're looking to fill a number of positions this year, uh, including the council chair. We need one or two on our trustees committee. We need uh, two members at large, which we elect every year. And we also need a regional representative. Those are the things we'll be looking to fill on our church council uh, coming up in two weeks' time. And then after that, the church council will meet on March 21st at 7 p.m. and the worship committee will meet before. Any other announcements to share today? Light oh, light-up booklets, yes. Uh, those, some people were looking for light-up booklets for, of the memorials that made a donation for our light-up service back in November. Um, there's a few copies at the back of the church on top of the radiator next to Irene. Thank you. Yeah, some more can be made up if we need them. Any other announcements to share? I want to thank the ladies for providing the cake coffee this morning. Yes, thank you. And we're supposed to be seeing a Yeah, it was nice. Uh, no, we had some tea and coffee before the service day. That's going to be a monthly thing. So thank you to the ladies who put that together. And if you want to sign up to help uh, with the tea and coffee before those monthly gatherings, uh, you can sign up at the back of the church. Let's just take a moment then to quiet our hearts as we prepare to worship our God. We continue to walk with Jesus to the cross, and as our days get longer, they get brighter, the spring starts to creep into the air, but at the same time, we are walking into darkness. We are walking to Good Friday with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, as he gives his life for our own. And so we acknowledge that as we walk to Good Friday over these number of weeks that we walk, and each week the light becomes a little bit dimmer as we walk with him. So let us reflect on the power of the cross and ask as we worship together today. Let's join together in our opening prayer. Lord, as we walk with Jesus in this season of Lent, with him to his death on the cross, we walk in humility. We walk reflecting on what his death means to us. Help us, O oh God, to see the power of his sacrifice in our lives as we learn of your great love for us. Be with us in our worship today as we learn of your love shown through Jesus Christ, the one who is our Lord and Savior. Amen. Our responsive psalm this morning is Psalm 16. Protect me, God, for in you I take refuge. I have said to God, you are my God, from you alone comes all my prosperity. All my delight is in the faithful who dwell in the land, and all those who excel in But as for those who run after other gods, their troubles shall be multiplied.
God are my allotted portion and cup. My boundaries enclose a pleasant land. Indeed, I have a I will thank you, God, for giving me counsel. I keep you always before me. You are my right hand, therefore I shall not fall. Protect me, God, I trust in you. So my heart is glad and my soul rejoices, for my body shall also rest in safety. For you will not surrender me to the grave, nor suffer your beloved to see the abyss. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy, and from your right hand flows delights Let us sing together, O God, how we have wandered. As we come before God in this time of worship, as we reflect on the power of the cross that looms before us, let us now bring before God our confessions, the struggles, the burdens of our hearts, that he may cleanse us and make us whole. Let us offer together our prayer of confession. Father, I often find myself struggling to follow in your way. It is the sin in my life which keeps me from your path. Lord, I invite you today to heal me of my sin and lead me in your way. It's in the power of the cross that we discover just how far God is willing to go to give his life for our own, to take his, our sin upon himself through Jesus Christ, so that on Easter morning we may rise with him, glorious and victorious over the sin of this world and gain eternal life with our Father in heaven forevermore. Thanks be to God for this gift of life as he cleanses us from our sin and forgives us and loves us through it all. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let's sing together our doxology. Mm -hmm. 
reading this morning is from Matthew, uh, verses, uh, chapter 20, verses 1 to 16, workers in the vineyard. As Jesus was telling what the kingdom of heaven would be like, he said, Early one morning, a man went out to hire some workers for his vineyard. After he had agreed to pay them the usual amount for a day's work, he sent them off to his vineyard. About nine that morning, the man saw some other people standing in the market with nothing to do. He said he would pay them what was fair if they would work in his vineyard, so they went. At noon and again about three in the afternoon, he returned to the market, and each time he made the same agreement with others who were loafing around with nothing to do. Finally, about five in the afternoon, the man went back and found some others standing there. He asked them, why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, they said. Then he told them to go work in his vineyard. That evening, the owner of the vineyard told the man in charge of the workers to call them in and give them their money. He also told the man to begin with the ones who were hired last. When the workers arrived, the ones who had been hired at five in the afternoon were given a full day's pay. The workers who had been hired first thought they would be given more money than the others. But when they were given the same, they began complaining to the owner of the vineyard. They said, the ones who were hired last worked for only one hour, but you paid them the same that you did us, and we worked in the hot sun all day long. The owner answered one of them, friend, I didn't cheat you. I paid you exactly what we agreed on. Take your money now and go. What business is it of yours if I want to pay the same that I paid you? Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Why should you be jealous if I want to be generous? Jesus then said, so it is. Everyone who is now first will be last, and everyone who is last will be first. This is the word of the Lord.
Let us pray. Lord, we gather in your presence to seek to be more holy, to have your word written upon our heart. Lord, we are here for many things. And we just ask your presence to be among us and within us as we worship you, as we hear your word. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. You who are our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. Amen. So a couple of weeks ago, I told you about a big revival happening in Kentucky at Asbury University, and it has ended. In fact, the day I told you was the same day that the, the school administration had said we are moving the services off campus. And it fizzled a few days after that. On February 23rd, they had their last service on campus, and then they moved to buildings in, outside of campus in the town, and people just generally went home when they left the campus. Now, the decision to move off campus was expected, and you can understand why. Wilmore, Kentucky is no bigger than Sydney Mines. And plus, the, the, so the city administrators and the school administration, they were simply overwhelmed. They were burnt out from trying to manage the thousands of people that were coming to this small, small town. So once it moved off campus, that kind of excitement, the fervor kind of died off and people went their own way. But not after hundreds, maybe even thousands of people had their lives changed through this experience of the outpouring of God in this little place. Think about it though, the, rival, the revival went on for over two weeks, 24 hours a day, every day. People sang, they prayed together, People were healed, and people shared their stories of what God was doing in their lives as they gathered in that small college chapel and in other buildings of the town. People truly experienced God in that space. And now we simply wait to see what the lasting impact of that event, what it will have as people try to replicate it in other places, on other college campuses all over the world. That's a little bit of the part of the problem, though. We can't replicate it. We can't dictate to, dictate to God what he will do and when, when we gather. What started as a small college chapel service, with the sermon the, pers- the, the preacher personally said was not a very good one, turned into over two weeks of Holy Spirit revival. And as much as our hearts may long for an, a similar experience, we cannot be sure It will happen even though we may try as hard as we can to make it happen. God will move when and where God will move. It's our job and our role in all of this is to be opening, is is to open our hearts to the prompting of God when it happens. Not if it happens, but when it happens. We all love a great story. We all love hearing stories of people who find happiness and Love and redemption and hope. It's these kinds of stories that make us feel good and they inspire us. In our gospel reading from Matthew today, we're starting to look at some of the parables Jesus tells, which will be our focus for the season of Lent. We do this because when Jesus tells a parable, he's trying to tell us something about the kingdom of heaven. So these are the things we want to look at as we prepare to walk with Jesus to the cross of Good Friday and the power of Easter morning as we reflect on the meaning of his sacrifice in our lives. Our reading from Matthew 20 today begins with the words, for the kingdom of heaven is like, which means Jesus is asking us to pay attention, so he's going to tell us something important. And it's an interesting story that Jesus tells. He tells about a landowner, a farmer, who has a vineyard, and he needs people to help bring in the harvest. Now during harvest season, the men of the village would go into the center of town, the market square, and they would see if they could get hired to work for the day. Now this farmer, as other farmers and landowners did, walked into the town and hired a bunch of men first thing in the morning, as soon as the sun came up. And they all agreed upon a daily wage of one denarius, 
And that is considered appropriate for a day's work in those days. So the men accepted the offer to work and went off into the field to put in a good day's work. A couple hours later, the farmer went back to town and he saw more men standing around. He said, okay, you come. He hired more. Then he went at noon, and then 3 o'clock, and then 5 o'clock. And every time he went into town, he brought back more men with him to put in some work in his fields. At the end of the day, about 6 o'clock, the farmer tells his foreman to start paying the men for their work, beginning with the last and working your way to the first. So starting with the ones who came at 5 o'clock and working back to the ones who probably came around 6 or 7 a.m., and they all got exactly the same. One denarius. Now this might seem a little unfair. Those who came first thing in the morning, they worked hard in the scorching Middle East sun, only to receive the same pay as those who came late in the day, late in the afternoon, and only worked one hour. So you might think they have a right to complain. But then, didn't they agree to the daily's wage, at the, one day's wage at the start of the day? One denarius? Isn't that what they agreed with when they took the contract? The farmer's feeling generous, though, this day. It might cut into his profit margin a bit, but he's decided that he's going to be generous and give everyone the same pay, no matter if they work one hour or twelve. It is his money to do with what he wishes. Now, there's a lot of stuff in the world that doesn't seem fair at times. Or there are times when we're surprised to learn things we didn't know. Or things we thought we would never know. Some of you know the Reverend Aaron Billard. Aaron grew up in Sydney Mines. In fact, he grew up in this church. And now he leads a church in Moncton. And those of you who know him probably know he was adopted as a baby by two wonderful parents who were very good contributing members to this church. But he never knew who his birth parents were. Aaron tried to reach out to his mother through kind of the, the legal processes and through social worker about 20 years ago. And in 2006, he heard she was not interested. And at the same time, he learned that his father had no idea he existed. I'm sure that was tough for him to hear at that time. I'm sharing Aaron's story with permission, and he's been quite public about it. And some of you may already know the story. Aaron says being adopted leaves questions in your mind constantly. Even though Aaron grew up in a very loving household, the question always remained, who am I? Is there more? What's my origin story? Aaron and his wife, and his wife Lorianne talk about his adoption a lot. And they keep coming to the same conclusion. There, needs, there must be someone out there who knows something. There has to be family out there. So last year, for his birthday, Lorianne bought Aaron a DNA test kit. And so he spit in a little bottle and sent it off for analysis. And just around Christmas time, the results came in. There is indeed family out there, close family. And it came with some names. And in my opinion, he bravely sent messages to some of those names and through this did he not only find he had cousins he th never knew he had, but he found his father. This was confirmed as this, in January, his father took a DNA test himself. And it was confirmed what they thought might be true. This summer they're having a huge reunion to meet Aaron and his family face to face. And they will celebrate the family they never knew they had until just a few weeks ago. After all these years. Now Aaron's the same age as I am. He's nearly 50. And after all this time, he could have said, well, I guess I'll never know. I might as well give up. But he couldn't ignore those questions that kept in the back of his head. The longings, the need that lived in the back of his mind to know more his entire life. Now thanks to recent advances in technology... He has been reunited with a family who never even knew he existed. And they cannot wait to meet him. I saw Aaron say this morning on social media, he's apparently the news of the new Waterford post office now. 
It's not too late to explore and find out new things. It's never too late to discover what you might have been missing in your life, whether that be through medical diagnoses or finding your birth parents or discovering God. Jesus ends his parable with some well-known words, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. I read the same passage at the Northside Guest Home the other day, and there was a woman in her 90s who repeated, who, who said with me every single one of those words. But those words are not just found there. Similar words are found in the, the chapter before. Right before Jesus tells us this parable, Matthew 19, Jesus has an encounter with a rich young man who wants to know what it will take for him to gain eternal life. And Jesus tells him, sell everything you have, give it to the poor, and come follow me. And then Jesus uses this man as an example of how living a selfless life in humble service, following the example of Jesus, is key to eternal life. Those who look out for themselves first, well, they will be last. But those who look out for, look out for the good of others before themselves, they will be first which leads directly into the parable we read this morning. He tells a story to help drive the lesson home. As always, when Jesus talks about the kingdom of heaven in a parable, the various characters represent someone or something. In this case, in this story, we have the landowner and we have the laborers. And God is the landowner. He was the one looking for the laborers to help bring in the harvest. He needs the workers. And so who are the laborers? Those who hear the story are the laborers. We are the laborers. We are the ones God is going out and looking for. He looks in the morning. He goes out a little bit later. He goes out again at noon, then mid-afternoon, and then nearly sunset. God goes out looking for people to be part of his work. And at the end of the day, everyone is treated the same. They all get the same reward. They all get the same pay. It doesn't, know, it doesn't matter when you come to know God in your life. If you've gone to church your entire life or if, you've, if, or if you're meeting God later on, God will treat you the same. Last weekend, um, I've been away a bunch this winter, every couple weeks. And I've been traveling with the CBU track and field team as one of their coaches. And we had our last trip last weekend. And on our way to St. John, we stopped at a popular truck stop just outside Moncton. Now, I'll tell you the saga of our drive home some other time. But we stopped for lunch on our way through. And behind the restaurant where the truck's parked and the bus is parked, there was a trailer situated in the parking lot. And it was a trucker's church. And I was walking with our bus driver back to the bus. And I've gotten to know Marty a fair bit over the last number of trips. And I said, hey, Marty, want to go to church? And he said, oh, I've done too much. I can't go in there. My response, kind of with this scripture in the back of my mind, was, I don't know about that. I believe in a forgiving God. Now, as much as I would like to say Marty turned and made it straight for the, for the trucker's church, he didn't. It was closed that day, and I don't think he was going to go right for it. But what we're seeing, what we're learning is, from Jesus today, is it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when you find him. It doesn't matter what you've done in your life. God loves you, he forgives you, and he welcomes you whenever you are ready to come to him. Aaron found out he has a whole new family. And it's a big family. And they're so excited to meet him and his family. Now sure, it could have gone in a completely different direction. But now they're planning a reunion, a special party to celebrate their new brother, their new cousin, their son. The one they didn't even know existed. And believe me, when I talk with Aaron, he is overwhelmed with all kinds of emotions as he anticipates the reunion this summer and hearing the stories of his family. Now what will become of these new relationships? Well, only time will tell. 
But Aaron is starting to find some answers to questions he's always carried with him. We all have kind of some lingering questions in our lives. They may not be as obvious or as powerful as the ones Aaron carries, but we all have questions which cause us to wonder if there's something more we need to do or see or know. We all have them to some degree, I suspect. The good news is we have a Father. We have a Father who is waiting to answer our questions. We have our Heavenly Father who keeps walking out into the public square, inviting those who are waiting, who are looking, who are searching. He, he's going out to invite them in, to come and know Him, to come and work with Him, to let Him answer the questions we carry. And He wants us to know how generous and loving He truly is. We don't need a DNA test. We don't need to drive to Kentucky. We can meet God where we are right now. We can do it in this church. We can do it in the parking lot. We can do it in our kitchen. It doesn't matter where. God is inviting you to come and know him, to come and work with him, to come and have eternal life. And when someone joins him, there is a celebration, a reunion, as family gathers together in love to celebrate the one who has come home, the one who has been found. I'm resisting the urge to bring in other stories that Jesus tells about the need to come home to God because there are many. And there are many because Jesus knows the importance of knowing God in our lives. It's why he came. Jesus was sent to earth as our Heavenly Father not to be a teacher he was sent to earth to be a savior, a gift, a sacrifice so we would know the depth of his generosity and his love. Walking with Jesus through, through Lent is not a guilt trip. It's a time of reflecting on our relationship with Jesus and letting God do his work within us. Lent is a time of renewal. It's a time of healing. It's a time of cleansing ourselves of the burdens and the sins we carry. Theologian N.T. Wright says this about Lent. He says, Lent is a time for discipline, for confession, for honesty. Not because God is mean or fault-finding or finger-pointing, but because he wants us to know the joy of being cleaned out ready for all the good things he now has in store. What does God have in store for you? What does he want to share with you as we prepare our hearts for the power of Good Friday and Easter Sunday? What cleansing do we need in order to get ready for all the good things God wants to give us? God is not condemning us. God is setting us free. God didn't condemn those who complained that the, the ones who worked a fraction of the hours that they did got the same pay. God did not condemn them. God simply pointed out how generous he is, how loving he is, as he gives everyone the same. God loves you. God wants more for you. God wants to be part of your life, no matter who you are or where you are. So I invite you to open yourself up to God. Let him come in and be part of your life. Meet him in the market square. Meet him in the church. Meet him in the parking lot. Meet him in your kitchen. Meet him in your laundry room, anywhere. Meet him wherever you are and let him transform you into his beautiful child. The first will be last. And the last will be first. Either way, we all receive the love of God equally. May you know it and may you receive it today. Amen. Let us sing together, O Master, let me walk with thee.
Let's join our hearts in a time of prayer. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for the stories of life, for the stories that inspire us, for the stories that give us hope, for those good news stories that fill our hearts with joy and with love. Today we come and we give thanks for this time together as we worship you, as we hear your word, as we pray and sing. Lord, we thank you that your presence is with us, both here in this church and in our home and in all of our lives. Your presence is always near. Lord, we gather here to, to be encouraged, to grow, and to prepare our lives and our hearts for the rest of the week as we walk out into a challenging world. A world that makes us question our beliefs. A world that makes us question just who we are in the grand scheme of things. A world that maybe even makes us question what's its worth. But you, O oh God, have given us worth. You, O oh God, have given us love and hope. And we thank you. You have given us the strength to face the challenges of the world. Both through your presence and through the presence of those who are with us. Lord, we come and we offer prayer for those in need today. We think of those in hospital. We think of those who are preparing for tests or preparing to hear results. We pray for those who struggle in their lives daily with lack of food or heat, those who struggle to pay the bills in a world that is increasingly more expensive, exponentially more expensive to live in. And Lord, we pray that as we seek to be your followers, we offer hope to those in need. Lord, we pray for the struggles of this world for places of war. We pray for places that are feeling the effects of the global climate crisis. We pray for those who are being impacted by COVID as numbers again seem to be on the rise. And we pray for our governments to have wisdom and compassion for those who struggle, whether it's with COVID or with paying bills or whatever it is, O oh God, we pray for our government and our leaders as they seek to guide us through these days. And now, O oh God, we turn our hearts to you and we offer our own prayers to you this day. Lord, you are so generous. You are so loving that you sent your Son into the world to find us. To bring us closer to you. To bring those we pray for closer to you. And so, O oh God, we pray for healing of this world. And we pray as we walk with Jesus to the cross, we will continue to reflect on, his, on the power that, uh, and the love that you have for us. Lord, we lift all these prayers to you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, the one who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The closing hymn today is, He Leadeth.
Oh, yeah, we should do the offering. You should definitely do that, right? Let's do the offering. As we respond to the needs of the world that is around us, we give to God a portion of which ultimately belongs to him. Our offering will now be received. pray. Lord of love and peace, we commit ourselves to you with all our hearts and all we have. Take our offering this day and use it to fulfill your will. We pray in the name of our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Okay, I think we can sing the final hymn now. He leadeth me.
friends, as we let the light of Christ into us, our light shines for others to see. So let us welcome the power of Jesus Christ within us as we go out about our world to do what that, whatever it is that we do. Let us be a light for Christ in this world as we walk with him to the cross, yes, but also to his victory in the resurrection. Let us go as people of God. Let us go in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God in each and every one of us, now and forever. Amen. Amen.